All right. We are live on Facebook. Hopefully Hello. everybody can actually see us We're <laughs> and hear us. We are uh, live here in Florida. Very excited to be here. The weather is wonderful. And uh, this is Warrior Women in Business. For those of you who don't know anything about Warrior Women in Business, we are just that. <laughs> we are women that have been there and done that in business across industry. Um, and really what Warrior Women in Business is all about, which is a women's organization, a conference series called Brand You, and a clothing brand is really about supporting female entrepreneurs by providing them access to information, access to mentors like Nia and I, uh, access to events, and a lot of other fun things as they grow their businesses. So um, that's Warrior Women in Business. You can check out warriorwomenbusiness.com for more information. But we're running a couple of minutes late, so I'd like to get right into today's podcast that I drove, what, like five hours to get over here. <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Jasmine Sandler. I started Warrior Women in Business as an offshoot to the Brand New Conference Series in 2018, which is a conference series to support the branding development of, of female entrepreneurs. And um, really, it's come a long way. Uh, we have weekly podcast series. Where, we where I interview thought leaders uh, in different industries, as well as Warrior Women in Business exclusive coaches that are really here to help you build your business in a number of ways. Uh, so Nia, Nia Hi. Dara, who I'm at her house today, which is just gorgeous. Um, we wanted to do a, a podcast segment today on, really, if you've seen the title, Why Does Your Brand Suck? And it's really about branding design. A lot of people get it wrong because they honestly, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, don't give it the time and the effort upfront to plan, right? Yes, absolutely. For proper design. And so at the end of the day, they're spending, honestly, a lot of time and money in pushing things out in social media and other platforms and not seeing results. Absolutely. So that being said, again, I'm Jasmine Sandler. I'm here with Nia Dara um, with Warrior Women in Business. And I want to just like dig right in, Nia, on, on brand design. Let's do it. Right? Why does, it, <laughs> why does, it, why does some brand stuff so... Talk to me a little bit about um, when I say that. Okay. What does that mean to you when you say a brand design sucks? Oh, I think it's more of a personal preference and also taking stock of, of where things are. And there's actually no judgment on anyone's brand. We all have to take our very first steps. And in the beginning, it's all about getting it done. Um, but at some point, you get to a stage in your business where you might be thinking about how your brand presents itself to the world, how it's being received and how that's translating into dollars for your business. And if you're thinking about that, that you may be thinking, well, maybe my brand needs some improvements. And that's where that uh, catchy little title comes into play. So no judgment, but let's talk about how to improve brand design so that it has a audience uh, experience that's gonna attract and retain your audience for a longer time and that they're gonna have a great experience with your brand. So they can be top of mind, because that's really what it's about. Right. You know, we're all inundated with so much media and ads and all of this stuff and we're all being trained every single day to consume more media and we have certain standards and so that's a lot about what we're going to talk about today in terms of brand design is the, the trends and standards that, that we're all getting used to seeing and what that means um, to how people are going to experience your brand and why that drives their decision making their buying power the trust all of that stuff really does come down to the design not only visual but also the the feel right if, if your website feels effortless, if your brand right. and the communication feels yeah. effortless, all right. that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so branding is a big topic, <laughs> as we both know. Um, the way that me and I came together is 
for those of you who know me, I do brand strategy in person and look at personal brand strategy and corporate brand strategy, right? So sometimes they can be synonymous as we've seen with some of our joint clients and some of that times they're very different. So when you think about uh, personal brand design versus corporate brand design, uh, how do you think about that? And what can you tell the audience about how you might approach it or how you have approached it for some clients? Okay, well, for personal brand, it really is personal, right? You're really connecting on an emotional level, in my opinion. Yeah. And you're you're uh, connecting on a more human level. Not to say that corporate is not human, it is. Yeah. But it tends to be more contextual, um, more industry related. Mm-hmm. You're really trying to uh, bring trust and value through um, your expertise and knowledge in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you will do that as well in a personal brand, but you're going to also bring more of a human connection, right? You're not trying to be too mechanical in that in that degree. And so, can I stop you yeah, for a second oh, sure. to ask you something? Absolutely. I get as a brand strategist, how can in design uh, female entrepreneurs female entrepreneurs use their personal brand to humanize their corporate brand or their small business brand? Because it's a question I get a lot, and I yeah. can answer it from brand strategy. But <laughs> you're the design expert. Yes. Yeah. Well, from a from a design standpoint, um, you're saying how to humanize your brand coming away coming. So what I'm saying is, you know, I deal a lot with the strategy of executives, okay, female executives that want to leverage their personal brand, really it's their knowledge base, mm-hmm. to build a brand that has value, that supports the market share of a corporate brand. And I do that in strategy and outreach. Um, so what I'm asking is, in design, if you're a small business owner and you want to design a small business brand, right? Yeah. But you also want to build design, a personal brand. How can the two of those support each other in terms of design? Like, is there anything that you've done in terms of design where you've seen that? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. A lot of people, a lot of clients that I've worked with that have multiple brands, like maybe they have their own personal brand and then they have their business. This is one of those tricky questions. And, and ultimately, it really does come down to your business model first, right? So you really want to take stock of where your revenue streams are coming in from and where your communication uh, um, portals are coming in, right? So if you're a personal brand and you've been driving a lot of traffic to your personal brand, but then you have this offshoot business, you may have to integrate those through through design and you can do that by doing it through color color hierarchy. Um, Different elements on your website can lean into different areas of your business and you can start to uh, use visuals uh, design visuals to help cue people in when you're making um, uh, changes to the business. So, like, let's say you're more of a personal brand, but you're really trying to push this other arm of your business yes, from a design yes, perspective. Yes. From a design perspective, right. You can start to uh, bring in those colors visually on social media. You can start designing assets around that to start slowly visually communicating to your audience that there are changes that are coming up. And and this actually speaks into a bigger campaign strategy that you would do yeah. to start to integrate those two different uh, brand communications. Um, but there is a way to do both. Again, it does really come down to the business model of what is going to be the, the center or the umbrella mm-hmm. brand and then how to, how to design around that theme. So I think there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. But I find that that comes up quite a bit. Okay, so that leads me to my next question. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> But I want to talk about the importance of, which you were touching upon, but maybe the audience who's listening or watching doesn't know. You were touching up, uh, upon process. You know, I love process. <laughs> I'm a strategist. <laughs> so talk to us about how the branding process works. 
for, for a female entrepreneur. So a female entrepreneur comes to you because their brand, hence the title of this podcast, episode 34, is that the brand isn't really driving traction. So what's your process? I know you mentioned colors a little bit. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned parlaying it against the corporate brand. So talk to us about the process and maybe some things that they could learn about the process. Okay. Well, before I get dive into doing any kind of uh, design implementation, I really want to understand the brand itself. Um, I want to understand, again, where their audience is, what's the, what's the problem that they're looking to solve with their product and their services, because that's going to speak very highly into the full communication of, let's say, a new website, if that's something that they're going to yeah, do, right. um, or how they're going to express their brand um, in terms of the, the visual narrative across all of their channels, right, social media and any other portals that the business might live. Um, and then from there, really, it's understanding, um, getting understanding of color balance and tones and all of these fields in terms of design specifically, uh, who their audience is, if it's a very... Um, so let me ask you this, hate to interrupt you, but I get these questions from my clients <laughs> and I know that they want to take notes today. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about colors, mm-hmm. how can someone start to think about colors if they have no sense of brand design? Do you guide them through that? Like, let's just talk about that. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> that's a question I get a lot. And I'm sure that people would want to hear. Absolutely. So, yes, color plays a really big role in people's choices and trust and so forth. Generally, for example, many feminine brands often lean to the blush families or the red families or the, you know, that that tend to hint at femininity without actually going overboard. And some may actually dive all the way in, right? It's it's kind of like what their preference is. Um, But you'll often find that, if you or or going for like a corporate or financial business service, you'll often find that they use classic blues that that relates yes, trust. I love blue. Yes, it does. <laughs> it actually was one of yeah. the, the Pantone color, color for 2020. Was I, classic I, blue. Yeah, yeah because blue people wanted trust. They yeah. wanted to know that mm. something was what it was. So that was a very powerful color for 2020. Mm. Um, even though 2020 is behind us. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God. We are outside, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's why we don't have our masks on. Yes, that's right. I needed to say that disclaimer. Yes. So go ahead. So uh, <laughs> color does influence quite a bit. You can use colors to jar, to disrupt point mm-hmm. of view. You can use it. Point. Yeah. So you find a lot of uh, personal brands today tend to use like a one color. So everything's like black, white, and right. then an accent color. Yeah. Um, that's a very easy way to kind of distinguish yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go more bold to, again, disrupt mm-hmm. the audience. If maybe you're more in a uh, creative field, maybe music or art, where yeah. you can kind of, mm-hmm. you know, Buck the status quo just a little bit. So color has a huge influence. Um, and using color well is really important because Absolutely. using, you know, one of the big things in, in design is contrast. Contrast and, ne- and white space or negative space, right? right? That's where yep. you allow things to breathe. Like in, in an art gallery, you never see all the art cluttered together, no, right? It's always kind of it's always room. a white background. Exactly. Because things should breathe. And, and that when you're thinking about design, whether you're thinking about it for a small social post or if you're thinking about it for a sales page or a website, you want to make sure that you don't over clutter your design and allow it to breathe. Let your ideas, yeah. right, what your context of what you're trying to say resonate and, and feel light. And then you use contrast color to capture the eye. So the, the eyes know where to go, where to press those buttons, how to navigate what you're trying to say, what's the hierarchy, what's the most important thing that you're trying to convey in that particular uh, design. Um, and when in doubt, Use color pickers. There's many of them oh, across true. the internet. Right. Yeah. Um, it, you know, because very jarring colors that kind of don't make such sense, like those 
crazy like neon colors mm. that don't have symmetry or balance can feel really jarring and can actually make it hard to read. <laughs> That's true. People don't think about that. And you know me, I'm the biggest stickler when it comes to font. Yes. My oh, favorite yes. thing in the universe. So, <laughs> well, I would, I would add to that and say, think about your font usage Absolutely. with your color because yes, a copy as a writer is just important as design. Absolutely. And and sizing and weight. Sizing and weight. A role and in spacing that. and letting mm -hmm. and all of those things, right? Absolutely. And there is actually like fonts that have that are more modern today that are kind of considered like gender neutral. Oh yeah? Like, yeah. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, the the, the the you know classic trend like, like they're moving away from the serif but like the fan oh, serif. Very serif clean font, looking right. and approachable for everyone. So these are all different types of ways to look at fonts and, and colors, and they have so much more meaning than the uh, first glance. Excellent. So a couple other questions that I have. So I do a lot of user experience with websites, really because I'm a bottom line person, as Nia knows. <laughs> so I'm all about getting the sale for my clients. So let's talk about design, websites, and user experience, because website design uh, work has changed since I've been in it for like 20 years so much, right? <laughs> So can you talk to me a little bit about like where trends are going in website design? Okay. Because you know, so it's gone. I don't know if you agree with me. Like from like obviously the old school to HTML and then into more modern CMS to corporate pages, e-commerce, and parallax design. So talk to us about website design, where it's going, what are some best practices right now? Okay. So what's really exciting in terms of uh, web design at, that's happening in right now is that technology is actually moving to drag and drop for the average person like us trying to build things, right? So You're that not very average. <laughs> well, it just means that we can take the reins, right? So back in the day, you hired a web developer, although web developers are super amazing, not putting them down, totally. We yes, them. do not put them down. Uh, no, not at all. They because build the big stuff. you want to be a web developer, you'd be carrying all your hair. They've, no, they build the big, amazing stuff <laughs> yeah. that like, goes beyond like of course, solopreneur kind of things, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're yourself trying to build something online, you have many options to you nowadays, which is a lot of drag and drop applications in uh, platforms far, far and wide. Learning platforms, yeah. sales funnels, websites, you membership name it, sites. memberships, it's all drag yeah. and drop, right? Mm -hmm. So what that means for you is that the technical component of that is easy to use, but it means more than ever that the design elements are like, you want to get those right. And design from a user experience. Explain that to the audience if they get it. <laughs> what will happen if they don't have that? So what it means for you, right? So we've all been you know, you, if you have a phone, if you have a computer, an iPad, we're all being conditioned to process information through different websites and experience apps and all of these things. And so there becomes a standard of design. And you want to at least try, with whatever resources you have available to you, to try to meet those standards, right? So the antiquated way of, like, building a website, you, you actually have more options now, which is great. Yeah, so, it really is. You know, you have websites that are mobile responsive, meaning that, you know, the content shrinks down to fit the device that you're and watching you can, it, looking it on. Yes. You can check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so people have that expectation and that standard. So the old uh, HTML websites with that they're hard to read on mobile yeah. means that that could be potentially uh, pushing a – Well, like 50% of all audience traffic now – is on mobile. On and mobile. So it's, yeah, not, and not just the phone, the tablet, right? Yeah, exactly. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, oh, it's okay. very important. So if you, it, so if a consumer cannot read your website on mobile, then there might, they might as well drop away. 
And from an SEO standpoint, right, from the Google search engine, mm-hmm. right, yes. uh, Google can actually penalize you if your site is not readable, right? So those are just some of the basics, I think, uh, when it comes to that. And so the importance of really having a user-friendly design is, is like, of the utmost importance now. You want to take away as many pain points as you can to getting someone to come and enjoy and experience your design uh, and have a good experience. And I will also say one thing, too. Leave the creativity for the creative process. Like, let's, don't change too many, like, <laughs> standard things that we come to expect in websites, like navigation buttons. If you put them in a weird place, right. we don't can't try find them. Right, don't try to be so abstract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they have to guess, they may jump off the That's site. right. I was designed for the simple people, <laughs> yeah. what I always say. Or save, or save the creativity for where, for where it really can count, which is in, like, your social posts and your... Uh, email newsletters and get creative and, you know, have fun and play in those areas. So let's talk about another thing on website design. It's just a huge topic. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to social design, but <laughs> I think it's a little bit sure. simple in my personal opinion. But so website design. So, you know, um, of course, we work together and I do a lot in the world of search marketing, social media, and blah, blah, blah. So a question for you about website design when it comes to interactivity. So when we, call, we talk about search engine optimization, as Mia mentioned, one of the most important factors is human user experience, and that goes into conversion optimization, right? And she also touched upon um, having a site that people don't have to guess about, but that they can interact with you. The keyword there is being interaction. So what do you have to say about all the technology that we could use on websites to drive interactivity, and how do you balance that with design? How do you balance great design with all these opportunities and technology and functionality? Well, there are a ton of things that you can apply to your site today. We've yeah. got uh, chat boxes and all kinds of pop-ups and oh, yeah. a different kind of AI features. Now, yeah. I, I have two things to say on this. You can apply all of them, but if you're not, if they don't actually work for your business, they're not going to go anywhere. Well, so, yeah, that goes back to strategy. <laughs> right. So I, I would say find yeah. out the ones that work best for your business yeah. first and, and then apply the ones that work. So for some businesses, chat boxes may work extremely well and you can add them into design and they're an amazing feature. Yeah. Um, and for others, it, there may be, you know, other kinds of um, calling or communications. Uh, for more advanced businesses, you might find like AI type of bots where they actually can predict some of the language and things that you're interacting with yeah. on the site. Um, and those are, can all be really great in, in ways to help bring communication. Because websites in and of themselves do not drive traffic, right? They are, they are like the house, right? And yeah, they're the conversion point. Right, they're the conversion point. But it's so, up to you to send the invites out to get people to right. show up to the house. Through proper <laughs> SEO. Right. Don't say it because I'm going to talk about <laughs> SEO for an hour and a half. And this is an episode about design. So, Sorry, Mia. No, it's okay. So any of these these, these applications yeah. are, are there to drive traffic, drive interaction, right. have better experiences on site. And really, ultimately, good, I think, um, good design is actually good customer service nowadays. Because oh, most yes. people come online like what like if you think about if you had to find something in your local area right now where would you look to find that thing you'd probably go to a map or which leads to you know your search engine or you know so good customer support nowadays comes from the online experience so if you're giving good design strong seo um you know ways for people to connect with your business you're doing them a service and you're doing your business a service as well it's really it's a symbiotic relationship they're looking Absolutely. they have a need that they need fulfilled and you're there to help them and i think good design is part of that yeah and something if you don't mind i'm going to add sure. 
I mean, it kind of has to do with design, but for me, it has to do with just helping you guys understand the importance of continuing to improve your website traction is to have good analytics so that you can, and, and, and think about the funnels on your website that affects design mm -hmm. and affects SEO. And what I'm really meaning is who's your customer? How are they going to go through the website and what actions do you want them to take? Because then you'll probably think twice about implementing some type of technology that won't work. And secondarily, once you start to look through analytics, like I'm an analytics nerd, I look through my website analytics every day. It's <laughs> like so fun. But I you can data. see what you're doing correctly and what you're not doing. And am I right that some of that might mean better design yeah. or added design or subtraction of design, right? Absolutely. Uh, um, one of the, the things that I love also, too, going back to, like, data and stuff, yeah, I, love I love, like, looking at heat maps on a website. Oh, yeah. Heat maps cool. are sexy things to me. No, <laughs> <laughs>
it should be cohesive across all channels. And just meaning like if they see your face or your, your font or your color preferences or, and your messaging, right, what you're actually communicating. So, it, you know, if your brand is, you know, uh, a lover of animals, then you're talking about loving animals. And it has that theme and there's a sense of continuity that, that trickles over both, both visually and from your messaging. It's going to be really important. People have to have, it takes people like a dozen times to even get your brand on their radar. Oh, yeah. So Forget it. Even <laughs> just, I know a lot of times I often hear from clients like, they want to switch things up a lot because it sounds repetitive because they've been putting out the same thing for a while. Yeah, but they don't realize that these fees are like a million miles an hour Yeah, and hundreds of thousands of pieces of data. But if you also think about it, um, the bigger social platforms, most of the time you only set, uh, they're only showing about 4 to 12% of your profile to your audience anyway, right? That's so right. think about the numbers there in terms of how often you have to re- keep repeating That's the right. same message. That's right. And so... First of all, don't get bored. <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> yeah, he has taught me that. Yeah, stick with it. Be organized. Just keep going. Design. Yep. Uh, and then um, what's helpful with uh, uh, social planning, like for your post and design, is really to get yourself a social planner, uh, an automated scheduler. That's going to really help. It's going to help you see it visually, what's up, what do you need to make, what do you feel. Build yourself a system to uh, really get that content out there all the time because that's a really important one. Tell me about it. I know when you're <laughs> if you're doing like one post at a time on the fly, you tend to feel like maybe oh, like you're behind it. the eight ball all the time, sure. and and the continuity of brand is where that kind of can fall apart. But if you actually can, you know, have a you know weekly check in with your social media, monthly check in for some whatever schedule works for you is fine. Weekly. Yep. And then I happen then, to do social media. And then yes, just weekly. add that into your schedule. But you so what you're saying it. is that it's better for them to think about having social brand design upfront that yes. they can then play with so they're not second guessing Always. or if somebody's sick or whatever. Yes. You are a female entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I find that um, uh, brand design or brand continuity is better. Right? Put it, brand continuity will fall apart without a schedule because you can't see it and you need to, you need to plan ahead. So anytime before a big campaign, uh, relaunching or launching a website for the first time, you should pad your calendar for social for social assets to share and communicate when Absolutely. you're going to make these. If you have an event or whatever it is, it's just going to help you get ahead of it, which is going to be something you also don't have to think about. And it's going to and you'll see it all the way through, and you'll be able to use, the, use those uh, visual assets in other areas of your business as well. Okay, so let's talk like uh, going back to analytics, ah, which yeah. I, love, I love, always love talking about. <laughs> so, and I've been doing social media for way too long in life. <laughs> anyway um so so and this has to do with branding right and design so with social media you have Mia do great design for you right and you're expecting something either brand awareness brand traction brand engagement blah blah blah. so you know you're you're measuring I mean the smart thing for you guys to do is measure the effectiveness of this brand design right so how many impressions did I get on this ad or this post how many people click through who's commenting and blah, blah, blah. But how do they make a decision from a design standpoint, not from my world, on if they should change any element about their design if they're not getting impact and how long should they wait? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I get that question a lot on the design side. So. Yeah, I mean, so you have to give campaign. You have, okay, first, if you're going to do a campaign, right, you just don't know where to begin, just give yourself measurable goals. Right, okay. to test something. Yep. You can always, I mean, you can do something as intimate as testing your immediate, uh, like, first-person network, you know, friends and family, yeah. just to get a sense of, like, is this working? Is there anything I could do better? Yeah. 
if you can go beyond that second tier, third tier of your community, you can pull your audience on social media. But generally, you want to have um, markers that you can um, test a campaign for a period of time. You're going to test these designs, see what works. You can look back. So if you're on um, Instagram, for example, you can see the impressions. You can see the shares. Yeah. There's also um, posts that tend to do better are posts mm -hmm. that are shareable. So that's another thing that you can test as well. So for example, when you post a picture of yourself, you're generally gonna probably get within your immediate network, not in all cases. But if you're posting like a quote that is very shareable, mm -hmm. people will more likely to, are likely to share because it's more generalized. So there's a good way to test what's actually working and you just have to decide what metrics are gonna be important for you at that time, right? So does this, you know, if it's more of a personal post and design, does it resonate with my immediate audience? Mm -hmm. And what's the traffic like there? What's the traction? Mm -hmm. Am I getting quotes, comments, so forth? Am I getting sales? It'll lead, yeah. It'll lead, <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, and then the more general post is what, what kind of impressions did it make? Because maybe quote, you know, there's a lot of like accounts on social that are quotes. The whole thing is quotes, I know. right? And they yeah, share. People love quotes. And they love it. So that's very easy to do. Um, animations do really well, um, really fun. Obviously, we know videos and things like that. So you'll just have to play around, give yourself a measurable goal of how to measure if these things are working or not, and then make tweaks based on, on that time period and based on the data that you received from, from that time. Okay. So I got a question here on Facebook. Sorry, I'm on my phone. We're outside. <laughs> this is so like the most non-conventional podcast interview I've ever done. It's working. I my hair is flying all over the place, but it doesn't really matter. So some um, Stephanie Fisher, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Um, says, can you speak towards accessibility for anyone disabled? That's an awesome question. Yes. Let's talk about that from a website perspective. Absolutely. And from social media. Excellent question. Yes, excellent question, Stephanie. Thank you. So um, our, just one other thought, too, is um, she looking to use uh, the website for accessibility? I, we don't know. Okay. And, that's okay. I don't so, have my assistant. So yeah. I'm trying to do two things at once. No, no, that's, that's fine. So websites are becoming more ADA compliant. That is accessibility. That's a little accessibility button that you'll often see in, in websites. They're and how do they do that? Um, it is a third-party feature in most cases. Okay. Um, they're very affordable if that's something you want to add to your website. And it's becoming more and more important. So, Stephanie, really excellent question because it's, it's going to become more and more relevant for people to have ADA compliance on their site. Mm -hmm. And it's a very fairly easy thing to apply. So there's like a third party button feature okay. in most cases. Mm -hmm. And you can also make your website more ADA compliant. And what that actually means is you have certain contrasting colors for people that might have visual oh, uh, imperities. There are things that you can do to plot weights and all kinds of things from a design standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, it's very important to understand where your website is actually built from because they have different rules with oh, their ADA really compliance. Really compliance. Um, and uh, there is, you know, for for protection of your business, it's really good to be ADA compliant because um, there are some uh, scenarios where people can get uh, sued for not being ADA compliant. Yeah, I mean, so so you think if you see more sites going that way? I do, I do. And I think what's interesting though is that if you are trying to become ADA compliant for your website, mm -hmm. SEO actually can go with it too. Right. So all of the taggings of photos and um, all of the things that go into on-site SEO actually work with ADA compliance. So it's a good measure of like being able to do two things at once and really um, uh, making it accessible for everyone, which is which is what it's there to do. 
a really interesting. I'm glad she brought that up. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> question. Thank you. No, Stephanie. just out of the blue. I just have to, we're not even at the question. I don't know because I'm trying to watch the clock, the phone, and this today. But in any event, so hopefully that answers that for you, Stephanie. All right, so let's talk about some act, you know, action steps. Okay. Warrior women are all about action. <laughs> so what are, like, so let's say you have a sucky design today. Okay. And you're not ready to hire a warrior women team to fix your brand. That's fine. And you want to start to do some things on your own to ensure that you're going down the right path. What are a couple of things that you would tell someone to do in terms of design? Okay. Well, the first thing I would say is first make a list of inspiration, right? Look for a few sites that you really like. This is actually one of the first steps that I do with all my clients. And I do this for a reason because quite often we can't communicate what we like in the offset, but we know what we like when we see it. And so by sharing your inspiration, you're able to say, why do I like that site? I like it because the font is nice. I like it because of all the pop-ups. I like it because, I don't know, you know, whatever it is, the color, whatever. But get a sense of what you actually like and what you like to see. Mm. More specifically, if you can go a little bit more granular, is actually look for your competitors in your field. What are they doing that you like? That's the next question, right? Um, Because there's a trend in every industry, kind of what, is expected, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. We go. I go back to that saying of like habitual trends in in media, right? What are we used to seeing? Um, you know, it, it, you'll you'll find that in every industry. So if you can find a few competitors and kind of see what the standard is, you'll kind of know what you need to build, right? So um, that's the first thing first. If you're not sure, do your research, get familiar with what you like for your own brand to make your own brand unique and stand out. Um, and see how you can apply that. It might be a, something. Can I add something to yes, that? Absolutely. That has to do because we complement each other. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that because uh, your hair is very nice and mine's a big prismet. Oh no! It's totally cool. No way. Here today, Florida. <laughs> you know, it's my first time in Florida in so long. But anyway, no. What I was going to say is the I would think also because you know I'm involved with the strategy and the messaging that the messaging you might want to think about. The messaging, what what message you want to come across, right? That might help you think about what design you like. Yeah, you know, because I feel like they play together yeah. really well, especially in that discovery place where you were talking about. Absolutely. Well, if we use the example of a personal brand, right? So let's yeah. say you're a speaker. Yes, um, I am. Generally, you'll Thank find you. a personal brand. Will, will say, I do X, Y, Z. I teach children how to do this. I do that. <laughs> I will help you solve this problem, right? Yeah. You sort of get a trend of what is expected, and that's where the messaging comes into play. And so you can kind of get your cues from there. Mm. That would be the first step. What's the messaging? Visually, what's happening on the website? What are the little bells and whistles that are moving along to make that site more uh, interactive, more playful? Mm-hmm. Um, and then structure, framework. Okay, so you want to, there's uh, a few steps when you're developing a website. One, you want to solve the problem that your product or service delivers, right? I can, my my product does this for your life, improves this quality. And usually that's somewhere at the top part of the real estate of the website. So usually that's like the first thing, you're making the promise. And then you have to fulfill the commitment, Mm -hmm. right? So you start providing things like case studies, (laughs) social proof is a big one these days, reviews. Um, uh, and, and then talk about maybe your insight, a little bit of past experience. One of your best converting pages is your about how page. How you deliver. How you deliver. Mm-hmm. Time, you know, customer service is a yeah. big, big role in that. What what your plan is. All of that can, 
can lead it. Now, again, that's a lot of information, so we don't want to overclutter. We want things to read, but we want to give them a, a kind of story, a narrative, right? So I, I solved this problem. This is what it does. This is how I can help you. Here are our testimonials. Here are how you can work with us. There, there tends to be a narrative, and you'll see it again. Now, if you look at the sites that you, you frequent in these kind of categories, you'll see that. There's also a story narrative that happens for retailers and others. You just have to look to see what that kind of formula is. So depending on where your industry is, just look for the commonalities because they're there. Mm. So do your research, mm -hmm. figure out what your brand message is, and look at sites that appeal to you, even if they're yeah. out of, totally out of yeah. industry, right? Yeah, I think for inspiration for your own, of figuring out what your own brand is, out of industry is totally fine. Let it be far and wide, anything you can think of. And then when you want to get more specific on like, well, how do I design a homepage for my site? Then I would say, look at your industry competitors because there is a trend. Yeah, that's design. true. And then people will expect that. Yeah. Is that why? Exactly. Exactly. So if you decide to move the home home button all the way down to the footer, no one's going to find it. <laughs> so we want to have at least some some kind of balance there. You might be drunk if you do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be fun. <laughs> it could be like an escape room website. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I would love that. If it's a game, <laughs> find the home button. Actually, yeah, that's a cool idea. I think I've changed my website yet for the four million times. If you can find it, can you, you can find it. Can you find Nia on this website? <laughs> I go, where's Waldo? <laughs> oh my God, a great. She's a creative genius. All right, we got another question from Victor. What are cost-effective ways for new business owners to improve or enhance existing brand design? Cost-effective ways. Okay, so he wants to spend some money okay. investing in his business. Okay, but he wants to be cost-effective, but get good work done. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, okay, so I guess it depends on where your budget is, but cost-effective ways, obviously, could be, you know, the, hold on, let me take a step back. It's so, a hard question to answer. It is. Because it's how, it's. You know, like I had uh, somebody contact me the other day. My agency does a lot of different, we support a lot of different markets and we do music marketing and he does our brand design there. And uh, so they said, what can you do for $500? And it was like loose, you know? Right. So, so it's hard to answer um, with a number objective. I think maybe the way you want to look at it is maybe he's asking what are some cost-effective uh, tools? Maybe okay. you could go that route. Okay, so for cost-effective tools for design, I mean, there's great platforms like Canva, which I use with oh, my clients. And mm -hmm. I, I use this, uh, you know, I, I use Adobe as well for, for other types of projects. But what I'm actually trying to help my clients is, and they want to take the design reins, um, Canva is really helpful for this because yeah. um, it's just easy to share, easy to get on, um, not overly complicated and very simple. So if yeah. they're going to be doing this, the design themselves or they have a team member like they've hired an assistant that they want help with mm -hmm. canva is a great way to go it has all of that wonderful team stuff now the one thing i want to do is get back to cost because i know that design tends to get pushed on the sidelines because especially like in business there's so many things that come at a cost and quite often it'll be something to think about mm -hmm. later That's in right. design and well, if we start to think of the business as its own entity that needs marketing. And if you think about design and branding and all the stuff going into a marketing budget, yes. I think then you mm -hmm. can think about cost as a percentage of what you think the business is going to do proposed or it, or what you want to spend on it. So it, it doesn't become like 
it, it is or isn't cost effective, more that it's part of the programming. Your overall board. goal. Yeah, your overall goal. And if you have some traction as a business owner, mm -hmm. you might have a sense of what that means. I mean, in, in general, digital marketing budgets tend to be, I mean, medium-sized businesses, tend to be like 5% of overall annual revenue. Exactly. Not yeah. even net. So because it is marketing design drive sales. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean. Whatever you yeah. deem is the percentage of your overall budget for your annual year mm. should go into what it what it costs. Yeah. Right. And then you can determine from there what means you have to execute on that. And you might find it actually is more affordable than you think based on a certain percentage of annual sales. So um, just trying to get out of like this either cost too much. Yeah, or that's too why little. I brought up that example. Because um, it's hard to say it in a vacuum, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and the thing is design does bring value. Um oh, elevating your brand. Forget it. Right? It is because really important. Everyone that comes to me as a speaker is like all about the keyword visibility. Right? And yeah. how many and fortunately or unfortunately, depending on if you actually read <laughs> I hate to say that to but it's true. Is that people now are like living more in a picture world? Yeah, picture images, videos. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's much more important to invest in design than other forms of content. And I'm talking about graphic design. You mentioned motion graphics, animation, illustration, video, right? Yep, 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 and yep, all of it. <laughs> so, do you have? Is there an example of a, maybe a client that you've worked with? Um, who's gone from zero brand to a brand design development um, where they've been successful in terms of net their, whatever their business goals were, and you could share a range of the budgets they spent on design? Uh, well, yeah. So I think, again, it, in the, most cases, my clients tend to have, it's more lumped in, right? So design is part of the marketing strategy right, in yeah. most cases, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? They're not saying specifically yeah, this right. is the number that yeah, we're spending right. on design, but it's always included that we're going to do social, um, website, whatever it's going to end up yeah, doing yeah, in yeah. the end. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that in terms of, um, it's hard to quantify in that in that with that specific question because again it go, it's going into marketing. But I do yeah. know I do recognize that with my clients how design can evolve. So when they're mm. they're putting marketing budgets towards one demographic yeah. or or and it, it it ends up translating into something different. So um, mm -hmm. you can have an audience that has like you think you're primary demographic is mostly male of a specific age. And then it turns out that maybe it's, uh, you Welcome also have world. Yeah, another demographic. We're <laughs> in women in business. I was like, oh my God, all these women need our help. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And it's also smart because if you, we're talking about segmentation, right? Design, <laughs> again, is so important because it can help you understand, better understand your target audience, right? Absolutely. You might go from primary audience A being audience B and more revenue goes there. And I do that, Nia knows, yeah. for JSM all the time. I'm like, oh, well, I work with executives. Hmm, they're skewing more male, but there's more female entrepreneurs. So the brand um, can help you 
understand that better, right? So now right. that you're watching where the brand goes, and you can dictate those brand changes. And if you have more than one audience, like Jasmine's speaking yeah. about, you will design based on those audiences. Good point. And then, and then based on the data that you receive, you can tweak your design later and the communications around that, right? And continue to really yeah. get a sense of who that end person that you're really serving. Yeah. All right. So I have one last question. I'm still taking questions from my phone here. If anybody has any <laughs> questions. Who's ever on, just put them in Facebook. <laughs> so um, I ask this of every guest, even though you, she is the, our exclusive Warrior Women in Business coach <laughs> and part of JSM, uh, what does a Warrior Women in Business mean to you? What does a Warrior Woman? Um, uh, that, that she has, she's making her own way, right? That she's defining her life, that she sees it on her terms. And... Um, She's just unapologetically being her, but in her own right. Like everybody has, like uh, Jasmine calls me the gentle warrior. She is the gentle <laughs> warrior. <It's> so opposite. <laughs> but that's her power. That's your power, right? You can find strength in being gentle. It's not all about. I actually had, we're in episode 34, and I think very early on I had a woman who thought that warrior women only, she said to me, well, I think it only means strength in the form of the physical mm. sense. And I said to her, no, I think there's so many elements and parts to being a woman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and to being absolutely. a warrior woman. Um, and it is about finding your strength. And as we're talking about today, that definitely relates to your brand, yeah. right? <laughs> like, what is your strength? What is your warrior women's strength that you want your brand to show? And how can you illustrate that through your design? Yeah. And just also knowing that, like, there is somebody out there that needs what you have to offer and say, really and, point. and you just have to get it out there and not be afraid to communicate it. Go bold if you want to go bold or not if you don't choose that. I mean, it's just have fun with your brand um, and it'll take you a long way. Perfect. All right. <laughs> so uh, we got 10 minutes left, but I just wanted to, um, while I'm waiting for any other questions, you just put them into Facebook. Um, just a, one thing that we're going to offer for any of you that want to take advantage of this offer. Well, actually, a couple of things. <laughs> so, first of all, um, if you are interested in, if you need a beautiful brand, uh, you could go and see on Warrior Women in Business and JasmineSandler.com a lot of the work that he has been involved with uh, in terms of brand design. We're offering across the board any brand design. So, that's website design and development. Uh, you know, uh, the cool things that she was talking about in terms of gifts and social media design to printed design, which God willing, as a speaker, I am dying for the conference world to open up. <laughs> oh, come on already. Or, or whatever. Listen, when you have a business, you need design at every level. So we're offering 15% off any design. Um, furthermore, if you are a Warrior Women in Business member, which if you're not, you can go to warriorwomenbusiness.com and find out about that. We're offering an additional 30% off any brand strategy. Any brand strategy or user experience functionality. So if you're going through trying to figure out um, your brand strategy overall, you're trying to figure out how you're going to create a great user experience, we can help with that for additional 30% off. For either of those, all you need to do is shoot us an email to info at warriorwomenbusiness.com. Again, it's warriorwomenbusiness.com. And just mention this podcast, episode 34, in your subject line. Um, and then if you... If you're not interested in any of those things, you just have questions for us, follow-up questions, 
please just shoot us a question. We're happy to answer that. Yeah. So that's warriorwomenbusiness.com and our email is info at warriorwomenbusiness.com. Um, okay, so I don't see any other questions in Facebook today. All right. Just yeah. us. It's just us. It's just us, and I like it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for, for sharing with us. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for those of you that are probably going to be watching this later, again, this is Nia Dara, who is our Warrior Women in Business exclusive designer for female entrepreneurs. We can't emphasize enough if you listen to this entire video how important design is to your bottom line. Your brand doesn't need to suck. It can be gorgeous, and it's not going to be too expensive because it's an investment, and if you want your business to succeed today, when everything is show and tell, you need to invest in a proper brand design. Yep. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Do I have my one more minute to share? You do. I was going to say, if you'd like any other comments to share, advice to share, please do so. We have a couple minutes. Um, also, for uh, businesses that are just starting out, why design is also so important is you can draw in some of those uh, partnerships that you might be looking for towards the future, relationships, albeit uh, local retailers or people that you want to partner up with. Having a well-thought-out brand and design will actually solidify trust earlier on for your business. Really good so point. It's even, like showing up with the right suit on. Yeah. So even mm -hmm. if you're not there with um, the, the numbers, whether it'll be a social numbers or something in your business or, you know, you're just starting out. If you put yeah, a lot of thought really, really good idea. into your brand early on, it, it lets people know that you've really come to do business, but also that, that your pilots, like you're ready to show up and ready, ready to go. And I think that has a lot that can help a lot in the early stages when you're trying to acquire yeah. clients and partnerships. You know, I didn't talk about this application yet, but it's hugely important for any of you that actually know warrior women in business. One of our other coaches is awesome. Precious Williams, our pitch coach who's been on shark tank a billion times. She's amazing. So, um, when you're going to pitch and I actually work with female angel investor groups for some of our clients, you need an awesome pitch deck. And it needs to look like your brand's been out there more than a year of collecting the revenues of probably fifty to $100,000 that these angel investors expect. Mm -hmm. You need really killer design. Like, you're going to walk in there and yeah. ask them for a million dollars, whatever it is. Absolutely. And they want to see that it matters. And, and it's down to the details. They will look at those things because it communicates something, And right? it shows that you've invested. Yep. And that's what they want to see. So I have one more question. Um, what, on Facebook, <laughs> what is the easiest way to promote your new brand design once you achieve the look and message you want? SEO, Facebook ads. Well, we both can answer this. Yeah. So first, I'll let you answer it. Um, okay. Well, uh, depending on, I'll let her do the ads part. So in or your and the SEO. Yeah, part. the SEO part. So in your immediate <laughs> network is, um, I think that the 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 cornerstones of good business is building your email list. Um, so that would Definitely. be a great place. Another application of design, you guys, <laughs> which I personally which is, hate doing. Exactly. It's a so. great way to, it's a great it's so way. much work. <laughs> I love design. I know. She loves it, not me. Go ahead. Um, you can, again, it's those touch points that happen in different places. So, of course, social, but your email list can also be an extension of let, um, visually communicating to your audience that you've made some changes, that the new launch is here, um, that they, you want them to see different elements that are going to, you know, show up on your website, depending on different, if you're at different stages of development or boom, here we are. We're starting fresh. Yeah. Okay. So, I want to add on to that. If you're absolutely. done. Absolutely. I am. Okay. <laughs> so I love this question. I've been doing this stuff for so long. Um, so email, let me just talk about that for half a second. So when you get started with a new brand and you've invested in it, right? 
if you're working in a holistic 360 way, like in the work that we do, we're looking at it from top down, okay? So brand strategy, brand design, brand messaging, target audience, right? And we're looking to, as Nia said so eloquently, have a cohesive, congruent design across all platforms and channels that are really related to reaching and engaging your audience. So you want to start really early on with collecting email addresses. That's like number one, you need to think about those email addresses as being gold. They're almost like direct sales, yeah. direct revenue. So as you're building out your brand across channels, Facebook, whatever, you know, your website, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Always have a call to action related to getting opt-in emails and actually spend a little bit of time and money in having an email auto flow sequencing system set up. It's really, really important. So platforms like HubSpot, Zoho, Marketo, I mean, I could spend an hour on this, but <laughs> having that set up, yes. It's going to help you get some customers. Absolutely. You've just invested all this money in brand design. You need to start getting customers. Okay. The other thing is SEO, which I've been doing. I'm a keynote speaker. So, so <laughs> SEO, I love when a business owner is smart and says, like a client that we're, a new client that we're working with very shortly here, which we're excited about. When I sat down with them, their, their website is, oh, wait, maybe they're listening. I won't say atrocious, but it's old. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm so excited to redesign this website with Nia. But furthermore, um, they have five offices. And I said, let's really focus on local SEO. So the point is, SEO should come in during design. They work together hand in hand. Hey, you have a new brand design. You should have already started thinking about SEO. So that's what we do. We you know, we got to marry both of these because a uh, large SEO factor, as we previously mentioned, is human user experience. Yep. Okay. And SEO is a continual job. Yep. So if you're <laughs> designing a brand and you have the opportunity, if you're a small business owner, to do it locally first, it will cost you less money in SEO. So I just want to start with that. Advertising. Okay. So the beauty is social advertising doesn't cost that much, right? Generally with our clients, I'm suggesting uh, a minimum of like $500 a month. If they're really, they've invested in a brand and they're really looking to get traction, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're selling a product yet. It could right. be that they're a commerce business and they are, right. but maybe they're just trying to get brand awareness. Yeah. So with social media, not only can you use it for awareness, but for me as somebody, my background's in market research, you can use it for market research. Yeah. So do people like the brand or the variations of the brand or the copy or the font? Like you should be very aware. If you're going to even put a penny behind an ad, be very strategic about it. Yeah. Can yeah. I also say one point to yeah. that about putting money behind an ad? Yeah. So it's really important. I think um, I've had a lot of uh, clients in the past like be kind of weary of, of marketing. Of course. Right? Yeah. So like they've had a, yeah. not a great a experience. experience. Yeah. They put money into it. Yeah. And maybe just, they just, just didn't get the return that they were looking for. And yeah. so they decided, okay, that's not a channel for me. Yeah. I don't want you to give up on that. Um, but I think it's important to understand that it's kind of like, uh, it's like Einstein testing the light bulb theory again and again. You're going to keep testing and testing until you get the secret sauce. Yeah. But it's important to um, make sure that your design and your branding is in place before you start spending money on that. Do you think, or that you think it's wise to just go out and um, spend money on ads just to get it out there? Um, 
sorry, I just got notified that we had participants on the webinar ah, that I believe I've been ignoring <laughs> because it's just a crazy setup today. So Carly and Haley, I'm sorry. If you guys have any questions, you could use the Q&A and we'll extend this for a few minutes. My apologies. Um, what was the question? I'm so sorry. Um, so just um, before spending money on ad dollars, yeah. the importance of design and, and having a sense of your branding and direction before going into it. Do you think that's, that's valuable? It's hugely important. So let me just click this off. Um, yeah. So you need to understand who you're, who you are advertising to. Mm -hmm. I'll just start with that, right? Yeah. You need to have understand where they're going to go. Yeah. And what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, gender, age, location. Going back to my location point. Um, and is your website set up for that traffic? Like. You got to have good landing pages, or you got to have a good conversion point. Yeah. So before you do invest in ads, that's why I said, like, if you're just going to use it as a market research tool within social media, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but if you're really using it to to see business results, you need to have a strategy behind it because advertising. We do a lot of paid search advertising, which is costly because it's very competitive, and really, no matter what industry. You've got to have a strategy behind it and conversion points. You can track this stuff. You can um, even, like, talking about customer service, when people click on an ad and they do something, they want to respond. Yes. You, you have to be able to have someone there or some live chat filter or something. So, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You need a plan. You have to have a plan because, you you know, you just you just have much higher conversion than, just for example, like Facebook is always asking you to spend money. <laughs> Nothing against oh, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was Mark Zuckerberg, but anyway. So, so, but don't just spend money on an ad because it looks or a post because it looks pretty. Instead, think about all right, what do I want behind this? Who's the audience? What is this going to be? Because it could be very fun just to do self-serve advertising, and then all of a sudden you're out all this money. So yeah, yeah. you need a plan. Yeah, you need a plan. I'm just checking to see if there's any Q and A here. I'm just I'm checking on the screen. No open questions. Um, okay. All right. So how are we doing on time? Um, I think we are just about at 4:02. So <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for coming on today on Facebook Live on the webinar here. And again, we're going to be editing this. I'm going to click off here. We're going to be editing this and um, providing this on all the Warrior Women in Business channels. So what you need to do is go to warriorwomeninbusiness.com. You can sign up for our beautiful looking newsletter. <laughs> and uh, you can also connect with us in social media. So when the edited version is up, you can have it. Um, and again, we're offering 15% off any of the design services and an additional 30% off any existing or new Warrior Women in Business members. And you can learn what all the benefits are about Warrior Women in Business on warriorwomeninbusiness.com and our email where you can reach us, whether you want to take advantage of something or just have more like branding and design questions, don't hesitate to ask because there are millions. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we just covered like the basics today to get you guys moving. Uh, again, that email is info at warriorwomenbusiness.com. Again, my name is Jasmine Sandler, the CEO of Warrior Women in Business. Uh, this is episode 34, and um, we look forward to episode 35. I really want to thank Mia thank you for, for taking me. the time out and hosting me today in her lovely home in Florida. 
<laughs> really fun interview. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for spending time with us. And I hope that we were, I was able to help provide some insights and you had fun with us. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So here's to everybody's brand being super successful in 2000. Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> Signing off for Warrior Women in Business. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next podcast.